Shock Monkey Radio is entertainment for adults, by adults, and the views and opinions expressed here do not reflect upon the sponsors or FXBG Public Radio. For additional information, please refer to the United States Bill of Rights. Stand warned. Hello and welcome to Shock and welcome to Shock Monkey Radio. I am your host, the Madman. So, uh, yeah, it, it's been a couple weeks since we've been together on the show. On the show, uh, it was a bit of a vacation, and it's uh, I did nothing. I did absolutely nothing, and it was everything I'd hoped it could be. So, uh, I just want to let you know that that's because today's show will be proof of my sin of sloth. You know, and sometimes you just need to take a break. You know what I mean? Sometimes you need a break. And it, it was good. It was good. Cleared my mind. Kind of got a little bit focused on what I want to do coming up. <clears throat> um, if you remember, I, I was, uh, did a weekend video. Like I put out a video on a Saturday or Sunday. I can't remember. Uh, <clears throat> but I, I kind of want to do more stuff on the weekends. Uh, add more add more to this channel. And so, uh, you know, after, you know, thinking about it, praying about it and stuff like that, I think I'm going to do like kind of a, maybe a Bible verse kind of thing, you know, Bible study with a madman or something like that. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. I just, that's what I feel compelled to do, you know, called to do in many ways as a, as a Christian might say. And so, uh, because I mean, you know, I, you know, I consult, I consult my, my higher power, uh, about the show and what I should do with it and the things I should write about and stuff like that. And sure, you know, maybe I make the wrong call sometimes, but you know, I think there's a lot of value to what I can offer. <laughs> people here as a podcaster slash YouTuber. So I just want to remind you that I have a Patreon. Go over to patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio. Become a patron. <clears throat> Three bucks a month. You know, and that's nothing in, in today's dollars. That's nothing. That's nothing in today's dollars. And I also have this YouTube channel, uh, Shock Monkey Radio on YouTube. I do the uh, stream the show live every Every Tuesday at around 6 p.m. We got a little, little bit of slow, uh, slow start today, but that's okay because uh, it's kind of a short show today. But we're definitely going to get into the news. Don't worry about that. Yeah, I also have books available on Amazon. Search for the author Scott L. Robbins with two T's and two B's. I got my Exit 13 books up there. There's three of them. Um, I got Bunny Years of Memoir and The Ravings of a Madman. So check all that out. Okay, so, uh, oh, uh, congratulations to my friends Jim and Michelle. Mazel tov or whatever they say. Uh, if you want to get me an engagement gift, uh, you can uh, become a patron. Go over to patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio. That's how engagement work, gifts work, right? When you get engaged, you give me a gift, right? I think that's how it works. Anyway, so I want to tell the story. I don't know if I told it before here on Shock Monkey Radio, but I, I'm going to tell it anyway because uh, one day, uh, several years ago, several years ago now, um, I step out back for cigarettes, start smoking a cigarette, and off in the distance, I hear this. So I, maybe EK, EK thinks I've told this story before, but maybe I just told him like off, off the air. And I'm just, okay. And so I'm smoking the cigarette wondering, what the hell is, what am I hearing? And uh, my uncle and I, we both are stepped outside hearing this, uh, this strange sound. And we're like, we start looking around the neighborhood trying to figure out what this noise is coming from. All right, and so like a street over from us, uh, we found this turkey. It's about a five-foot-tall turkey, all right, standing in front of one of our neighbor's houses at the storm door, looking at the storm door where they had the reflection. 
All right, and it's a turkey. It's a dinosaur brain, so it doesn't even know that it's. They're looking at themselves. You know, gorillas can barely grasp that a mirror is themselves. All right, so I mean, it's it's sitting there looking at this reflection of a turkey in the storm tour because he's obviously lost. <laughs> he figures that my best safety is to stay with this other turkey here. Bumping into the storm door. <laughs> Why can't I get in where he is? <laughs> and so, I mean, you know, kind of a neighborhood crowd follows because anybody who stepped foot outside is probably going to hear this sound. And so, you know, you got to call animal control. You got to call animal control. Animal control came out and um, animal, yeah, you know, captured the turkey, which is incredibly easy to do. <laughs> And uh, took it back to, apparently there's a turkey farm. Somebody had a turkey farm about uh, like a mile or two from us. And this turkey had gotten loose and wandered into our neighborhood. <laughs> so I can picture this turkey walking down the street. And some poor guy, you know, because this was uh, like like 11 o'clock in the morning. For, and for a turkey to walk a couple miles, you know, it's it's got to take a while. So there probably was some guy that's like... Uh, like getting out of going to work at like six or seven a.m. and he's driving through the neighborhood to get out to the road and the, uh, the main road and he sees this just drives by this turkey and he's like it kind of blinking is like am I still asleep am I still a little bit dreaming of the, what's in this coffee you know it could have been anything but just the idea of a turkey wandering into your neighborhood is I don't know in, inherently hilarious you know. It's just something you don't see every day, and so it's <clears throat> and it was it was one of those times where like I kind of wanted to join the police force just solely to be an animal control <laughs> because that has to pro- that probably has to be the most fun job the cops have is animal control. Anyway, plus I I, I wouldn't want to run down criminals and stuff like that. This seems exhausting. Okay, let's keep going. Let's go on to this next thing. So, what if? See, like last week, there was a day that was just drizzling. It was drizzling all day. And I was just like, I felt like uh, Ricky Gervais in that one movie uh, where he he got hailed on and he goes, is there any more stupid form of precipitation? (laughs) Hail is pretty stupid when it comes to precipitation. And so, um, but it was just a gloomy, overcast day, you know. And it was just slightly drizzling all day. It's just miserable. And so I just wondered what would happen if, like, you know, I mean, I know science, you know, science is time, you know, they're gradual things of the, all these systems, the weather systems and so forth. But what would happen if, like, all the rainfall that's going to fall that day fell at once? All right? And just say, like, like say on that day it drizzled all day long and it rained, like, four inches. All right? And so it's four inches of rain all day, but instead of drizzling all day long, it just all fell down in one giant sheet to the earth. You know, we would have to change all of our buildings. We would have to change all of our cars. If like if four inches of a four inch sheet of water fell on your car, it would break all the windows and probably dent the, the hood and the trunk and the top of it. Everything would be different if rain just all fell at once. Just poosh. You know, it would be, it would be crazy. It's like the, and you've, you know, you're, uh, you're outside mowing the lawn or something like that. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> like, oh my God. Oh my God. You got to go running inside and you know, everyone's dry in here and it would be loud. It would be so damn loud. If all that rain came down at one time, just 
all the time. I must be must be thirsty. That's why I'm thinking about this. Mm. A little bit of a little bit of water. Okay. And so I was thinking about, you know, um, what about like autumn as well? Instead of all the leaves slowly falling off all the trees, what if all the leaves fell at one single time? Like you're out there, you're weed eating or something like that, and then all of a sudden just and what you know, and it's like, oh my God. I mean, it'd be it'd be way safer than the rain, right? But at the same time, it would it would kind of become a moment in human society where everyone's sitting around waiting for it. They'd be having like uh, photographers and stuff like that with their cameras set up on the perfect thing. They're out there waiting for days. It's like, you know, the farmer's almanac said, you know, last year at this time, <laughs> we're overdue for the leaves to fall, you know. And so I just, you know, it, even, even in the spring, imagine like all the pollen that's going to be released for the entire spring gets blown out in one single day. It would be one of those black flag days that they're talking weather. It's like, do not go outside. You will choke on the plant semen. <laughs> because just all of a sudden, this gigantic yellow cloud is over everything. And, and you've got to come out the next day and scrape the pollen off your car because it's three inches thick. The whole world becomes yellow. Ugh. Ugh. That's terrifying. And so, you know, I think maybe you should count your blessings because there's a million different ways our world could have turned out to be. <laughs> you know, it could have been it could have been like that. You know, it could you know, it could have rained hydro hydrochloric acid or something like that at times for all we know. And so, I mean, granted, you know, if the weather did work like that is like we probably wouldn't have evolved as far as we have. So be thankful. For the very temperate weather we have. And those of you who are all concerned about climate change and stuff like that and say, hey, you know, this is just a break between ice ages. All right. <laughs> and the, that's the long and short of it. All right. I mean, you know, at, at some point, the sun's going to turn red giant. You know, if it goes red giant and human, human race is not um, uh, past the asteroid belt or so, you know, it will be consumed up in the, in the sun. And if we are out in the beyond the asteroid belt, like we got like on Europa or something like that, we're on some foreign, uh, further out planet, you know, there's a possibility that Jupiter could ignite and become a new star. And then our system would become a binary system. And then all of a sudden Europa, is it Europa? Yeah. Europa, the big ice ball that's out there, gets pulled closer to a binary star system and, you know, warms up. And all of a sudden it's a big water planet and maybe it slowly evaporates over time. So, hey, and then, you know, one day both of those suns will be gone and it's nothing but the cold, empty void of space. So this is all just a break between the ice ages. All right. <laughs> Water levels have risen all throughout human history. And when you're talking about, like, say, the, the flood myths, like, the, like Noah's Ark flood, flood myths, which are all over the world, all cultures seem to have this myth. It's just all of a sudden after the last ice age, a whole bunch of ice started melting. And that's where all these mysterious lands disappeared, like Lemuria, you know. If you think about Lemuria as like a big area, of, like before the water levels rose in, in Noah's time, you know, Lemuria was just a big, like big peninsula, you know, heading southeast of like, like where Vietnam is, where the, the Siamese Peninsula, I think it is. I'm not sure. There's a million ways this world could have worked out. Be glad it is what it is. 
All right, so I was thinking, I had this conversation with my sister. Uh, was it a Memorial Day? That was the holiday. Yeah, uh, Memorial Day. It was like, I think, you know, when it comes to Biden and when it comes to Trump, when talking about both of these guys as president, I think it would be better if they just randomly selected a Social Security number and made them the president for four years. All right. And my sister, she argued, it was like, well, I don't know about that because uh, you know, there are some real idiots out there. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, of course there are some. Yeah, but you got to understand is like if you think Biden is an idiot or you think Trump was an idiot or still is an idiot, you know, which I agree. Yes, they both are idiots. All right. They were presidents, too. George W. Bush was a president, too. Okay, if you think they were idiots, it's like, what's the difference between randomly selecting a uh, an American citizen to do his duty for four years or her duty for four years? All right. Because you got to understand, it's like when you become president of the United States, you're kind of like a captive of the government. All right. You can't really like every single like movie they make about an American president, like the American president or Dave or something like that. They'll have this thing where the president can just put on a jumpsuit, you know, a, a track suit or something like that and get a. Mercedes Benz and just drive off whenever he wants. It's like, no, 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 no. That's not how it works. <clears throat> when you're the president, uh, you, you are held captive by the so, uh, Secret Service. All right? You are held captive by the American people and the U.S. government. And so if you just randomly select somebody's Social Security number and the like, Secret Service breaks into this crack den and pulls this dude out, it's like, sorry, you're president. You know, he may be a junkie. It's like, so they'd come out and it's like, uh, you got a couple a couple weeks to dry them out before the inauguration. <laughs> and so, you know, you could have this like heroin junkie or something like that. And he's got to go through the all, the whole all the buckets and stuff like that, like they did in train spotting or whatever. It's watching, look, watching the babies on the ceiling and stuff, you know, and he, and he is technically captive. And there's no way the president of the United States could sneak out for, you know, a little bit of smack. You guys hang here. I'm just going to run out real quick for an eight ball. Bullshit, Donald Trump. Bullshit. You could probably go do that now. But there's no way you could do that if you were president of the United States. And so, I mean, it just, you could sit there and make, it, it could probably turn that person's life around for the better. You know, it was like all of a sudden, the, the, then, you, then that person puts out a book instead of Obama or Trump or, you know, whoever, or George W. Bush. He, that person puts out a book and he says, yeah, I never did it again. You know, 888 days sober or whatever. And good for him. You know, it turned your life around, you know, and, and if it is some sort of junkie or just person off the street, you know, it could be it could be the fact that, you know, it's it turns their life around or they start all of a sudden start caring about the political process. I mean, we could still vote for every other position, but randomly drawing a secret uh, a social security number. <clears throat> maybe it should be like selective service. You have to register for the selective service, maybe. Maybe that's better. I don't know. But the point is, is that, you know, um, <laughs> if any idiot will do, because <laughs> I don't know if you saw Biden at the G7, but some of the clips I've seen, it's just embarrassing. We look like idiots because of him. We look like elder abusers. All right. We look like people who punch old people in nursing homes. We look like for just for S and G's. <laughs> We threw this guy out there as president. It's like, good luck in his moments of silence. Six, what was it, like seven seconds of silence. He's just, uh, Putin, what? And you could think Biden is an idiot, or you could think he's good. Whatever. However your feelings. You know? 
I, you, you could look back at Trump and say, wouldn't you rather have just some randomly selected person than Trump? You know, I'm a Republican. I liked Trump for four years. Now I don't like him anymore again. I didn't like him before. There's only four years of my life that I liked Trump, and that was when he was president. And that's it. And even then, he pissed me off quite a bit. <laughs> okay. But you know what? I have plenty of friends that piss me off all the time. So it was just something that I was thinking, thinking about with this little argument I had with my sister. Because, <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. You know, they're Biden and Trump, they're both idiots. Anyway, so I want to talk about one more thing before we get into the news worth knowing, and that is my respect for Scotland. And, uh, you know, I think maybe, you know, uh, Madman does it late in many ways. You know, I want to talk about a little bit about, like, uh, the wall in um, Game of Thrones. Uh, that is pretty much based upon uh, Hadrian's, Hadrian's wall, which is in England. And it's, a, it's basically this wall that was built uh, on basically the border between England and Scotland. And uh, I'm sure there's pl- plenty of British listeners, again, they're going to be pissed at this little segment, but... Just bear with me, all right? And um, that northern part of the English uh, island uh, was called Caledonia by the, um, uh, by the Romans because the Romans came into, their, it's, they came into like King's Landing, which, is actually, was, which was Londinium or something like that. I think it's Londinium. And that's where the Romans formed London, where London is now. That's King's Landing in many ways. That's, that, that was Londinium. Uh, which the Romans kind of established. And back then, you know, there were uh, uh, big paganism, a lot of paganism on the English Isles and stuff like that, and the Romans brought, like, Christianity and stuff like that. And so, uh, and eventually Ireland. But, they, you know, they kept pushing north. They kept pushing north towards Scotland, and, you know, they kept running into these wild, crazy Scottish people who fought them off. <laughs> and so eventually, you know, the Romans just put up this wall to keep out the wildlings, the wildlings that lived in Scotland. They're so they're 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 hitting balls on the ground towards holes and stuff like that. They were weird. Those Scottish people, they're weird. They talk funny. You know, and also, you know, uh after after the Romans left, and the, you know, their empire crumbled. You know, <laughs> after the Romans left, you know, then uh the English government started coming into being and they started trying to conquer Scotland as well. And for eons, the Scottish fought off the English. I mean, that whole Braveheart thing, that's, that's basically like Scotland was constantly fighting, fighting against the powers that be, you know, uh, uh, wanting to rule themselves. <laughs> such as it is, such as it is. And so I just, I got to tell you, I have a lot of respect for Scotland, and it has nothing to do with the fact that my real name is Scott or that I like Gavin McInnes. Anyway, like I said, it might be a short show today, and that's fine. But we're going to go ahead and get into the news worth knowing. Oh, EK, news worth knowing. And then he's uh, free to continue his other, his other business. Oh, he's, <laughs> he's cooking some hamburger, hamburger helper. All right, man. We're going to have some cheeseburger macaroni here in a minute. <laughs> All right. Let's go ahead and do this first story I want to talk about. And MSNBC's Joy Reid claims evil Mitch McConnell planning to pack SCOTUS with conservative justices. SCOTUS is the Supreme Court of the United States, if you don't know. So MSNBC host Joy Reid claimed Monday without evidence that Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell from uh, Kentucky was planning to pack the U.S. Supreme Court with conservative justices if, Repu- if Republicans regain control of the Senate. Re- I thought they... 
I thought the Rep- Republicans had a slim majority in the Senate. Anyway, uh, Reid referred to McConnell's uh, alleged plan as, quote, wickedness in high places, meaning he was evil and argued that he was using the Supreme Court to taunt Democrats by making it explicitly clear he would never again confirm a Democratic uh, appointed nominee for the court. Quote, today Mitch McConnell has made something explicitly clear. A GOP-controlled Senate will never again confirm a Democratic Supreme Court nominee, Reid said, referencing an appearance by McConnell on the Hugh, the Hugh Hewitt show earlier in the day. In other words, if they regain, regain the majority, they plan to pack the court with conservative justices in perpetuity. During the Monday radio appearance, McConnell told host Hugh Hewitt that if the party opposing the sitting president controlled the Senate and Supreme Court nomination came in the middle of the presidential election, then the Senate should not confirm that nominee, regardless of which party was in control. He added that the confirmation of Justice Amy Coney Barrett in 2020 was different because Republicans controlled both the White, uh, White House and Senate. Quote, what McConnell is doing is undemocratic. The Bible might even call it wickedness in high places, a.k.a. evil, Reed said after playing a clip of McConnell's radio interview. Uh, what he's doing is glibly taunting Democrats, daring them to do something, anything. Reed claimed Senate Democrats weren't doing anything to punish his rotten behavior and predicted the future Biden nominee would suffer the same fate as current Attorney General Merrick Garland, who was former President Obama's nominee amid the 2016 election, but was never confer- confirmed by Senate Republicans. Quote, despite the outright taunting, West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin insists on having a little bit of faith in Senate Republicans. Arizona, Arizona Senator Kristen Sinema believes that a way to fix a, a Senate broken by Republican Republican intransience is not to eliminate the rule or change the rule, but to change the behavior. Good luck with that, Kristen Reed said. She went on to say, then there's California Senator Senator Dianne Feinstein, who doesn't even see a problem. She told Forbes, if democracy were in jeopardy, I would want to protect it. I don't see it being in jeopardy right now. That said, she went on to say, it's not Democrats who are gleefully blocking the will of the American people who are gleefully blocking the will of the American people. It's the Republican Party, led by Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, and for that reason, despite everything else, he is the absolute worst, she added. Look, I'm I'm a... That's the end of the article. This is is where the (laughs) opinion begins. All right, so uh, look, Joy Reid has every right to say whatever she wants, as far as I'm concerned. All right, she is... I mean, and, and the reason I believe I'm a free speech absolutist is because of stuff like this. Is that when somebody stupid is ranting, you could clearly spot somebody stupid and ranting, and you you can uh you you can be able to steer clear from that. And it's like okay, I guess from this article, I think that MSNBC is not the <laughs> it's not the channel for me <clears throat> when it comes to news, anyway. And so. Uh, it, it's funny because, you know, they wanted to pack the court. You know, the Democrats wanted to pack the court. When they do it, they don't see anything wrong in it. All right? And the point of a president trying to pick somebody to be confirmed for uh, the Supreme Court of the United States, whether it's John Roberts, Roberts or Amy Coney Barrett, you know, the, the, per- the point is to select somebody that both parties would um, confirm. All right? Somebody who was, res- you know, Everybody can agree, you know, is respectable and so forth. And um, so that's the whole bipartisan nature of it. 
Uh, McConnell saying this stuff is obviously wrong. He shouldn't, he shouldn't say something like that. He's, he's wrong in that regard. But this is the game that the Democrats are playing. And I think that Mitch McConnell is feeling that, you know, we got to be a little bit more cutthroat here on the right side of the aisle, too. You know? And I guess I understand that motivation. But, you know, people like Mitch McConnell are kind of a little bit of what's wrong with the Republican Party. You know, a little bit too establishment. You know, I will want to see more younger conservatives in there. I trust them more. All right. And just like selecting some Joe Schmo off the street as president, it could be a good idea. That also means that they aren't all also rich, you know, to begin with. All right. It's almost like politics is a rich man's game. It's, it's something they do to kill the time. All right. I'm so rich. I don't have any, I don't have to do anything but sit back and collect the residuals or whatever. <laughs> And so might as well get into politics. You know, I mean, even when Donald Trump got into uh, like entertainment, like television and stuff like that, it, it was it, it was like a lark. It was just something I just, I just felt like screwing around. I'm so rich. I don't have to. I don't have to. I could do whatever I want. This is what I want to do. <laughs> so, I mean, I think Joy Reid has every right to have her opinion. And it's great. And I, I, I love that because I, I respect the First Amendment. But let's be honest, you're, you know, you're severely wrong. The, the people who are the problem are the radical. I mean, you're sitting there saying that Mitch McConnell is the radical in the, Demo- in the Republican Party. And, and the Republicans need to rein him, rein him in. And you got AOC shooting her mouth off, mouth off all the time. You got Ilhan Omar shooting her mouth off all the time. You know, uh, Rashida Tlaib shooting her mouth off all the time. They're anti-Semitic nonsense. <laughs> and so it's, I mean, I guess it's not Joy Reid's responsibility, but I mean, the Democrats really need to rein in the radicals in theirs. If, if you look at the Republican Party and you think that Senator Mitch McConnell is a radical, fix your brain. Wash your brain. <laughs> fix it. Anyway, let's go on to the next story. Uh, in a San Francisco Walgreens, a video shows a man fill a garbage bag full, uh, full of items and takes off. So a video emerged on social media on Monday that showed a man on a bicycle fill up a garbage bag with items inside of San Francisco Walgreens and leave the store without being stopped. Uh, I want to say it's Leanne Melendez, a reporter for K- KGO-TV in the city, posted the video tw- uh, on Twitter. Uh, quote, this, this just happened at the uh, Walgreens on Gow and Fell Streets. Forgive me if I mispronounced that. In San Francisco, hashtag no consequences. And she tagged uh, Cheesy, C-H-E, excuse me, C-H-E-S-A, Cheesy Bowden, the city's district attorney. Commenter said the apparent theft is an example of the city's lawlessness. Walgreens did not immediately respond to, to an email from Fox News. The San Francisco Chronicle reported that, uh, that Walgreens closed 17 stores in the city in the last five years. The paper, citing a, regional vice president, citing a regional vice president from May, reported that Walgreens spends 35 times more on security guards at stores in the city than in other U.S. locations. Wow. And theft at these locations is four times higher than in other stores. And I, I, I imagine, especially this year, with all this uh, defund the police that's been going on, and uh, taking out the teeth of the law enforcement, you know, all cities like San Francisco, you know, they, (laughs) 
they're telling these cops, you know, if don't pursue somebody, you know, and so that that just tells criminals is like, oh, I can ride a bike into a Walgreens, stuff a trash bag full of everything I want, and ride out in the security guard and people. They're just going to film me. That's it. And that's the problem with these cities, you know. They gotten crazy liberal, and so the criminals are like just taking advantage of it. And the reason why Walgreens is closing these stores is because it's just it's costing them way too much, just to for loss prevention. And that's what security guards are. They're watching out for loss prevention. And if it costs too much to defend the value of what's in the store, you know, they're gonna just close the store. That's simple business. You know, you got you got to have law and order if you want businesses to operate. You know, God help those places that aren't chain chain stores like Walgreens, the mom and pop shops in those cities that have to close down and they can't, you know, they can't recover, uh, you know, uh, make up the difference in other uh, in other, uh, you know, areas. <laughs> you know. Jeez, Louise. But, you know, hey, at least there was a reporter in San Francisco, a real reporter, who said, hey, this is wrong. And, I mean, if you watch the video, if you go find this video, if you've seen this video, uh, you see that the security guard isn't doing shit either. He tries to take the bag away from the guy, but the guy just, like, kind of pushes past him. And you can't really tell because the, ang- the person who was shooting turned away from it. But it's just, it's silly. It's so damn silly. You got to have law and order. You have to have cops who can do what they need to do. Let them wear their body cams. Jeez, Louise. Anyway, let's let's talk about Chicago for a second because this is going to be a rough summer in Chicago. So, Chicago shooting victims include three mothers, one who is set to graduate. A Chicago shooting left three moms and a man dead Tuesday morning and four more people injured after gunfire erupted, according to city police. Several people were inside a home in the city's Inglewood neighborhood just before 5.45 a.m. when shots rang out, the Chicago Police Department said. Police said four people were pronounced dead at the scene, three women, three women and a man. The Chicago Sun-Times identified the three, three of the victims as Denise Mathis, a mother of five in her 30s, Shamitria Williams, a 19-year-old mom set to graduate from uh, Country Club's Hills Tech and Trade Center Tuesday morning, and Blake Lee, a man who lived in the home. The remaining victim's name has not yet been released. She's reportedly had a two-year-old daughter who also lived there. Jesus. The four injured victims were rushed to area hospitals in critical or unknown condition with injuries that included gunshot wounds to the head or back, police said. Three of the surviving... Surviving victims were men, including two who were 23 and 25 years old, respectively. The fourth victim is a woman whose age was not provided. A two-year-old girl was also taken to a local hospital to be examined, though she did not have any apparent injuries, sources said. Police said they still are looking for the suspected gunman or gunmen. But you know what? It's a city, so they probably can't, even if they arrest them, they're going to be let out. You know, there's a lot of people out there like talking trash about Lori Lightfoot, the mayor of Chicago. You know, and I mean, you could, yeah, she's ugly. I get it. She looks like a gremlin or something. You know, I get that. I understand that. Oh, she's racist too. I get that. 
You know, it's like, oh, I'm only going to talk about what, you know, talk to white. Uh, I don't want to talk to white reporters. I just want reporters of color around me. You know, and yeah, that's wrong and everything like that. But you know, people are dying in Chicago. People are getting killed in Chicago because of all this law, lawlessness. And I give a shit because you know these these are Americans that are dying. You know, and you could say. Yeah, it's wrong that Lori Lightfoot is being racist and stuff like that. I don't, oh, I don't want to talk to any white people. Yeah, that's wrong and stuff like that. But instead of doing that, you need to be shouting at her. It's like, what are you doing about these people getting killed? These are Americans dying because of your liberal policies leading to all this lawlessness. And Chicago's been a bad place for a while, which is horrible because I've been to Chicago, and it's a beautiful fucking city. But if it's that dangerous... If it's that dangerous, something needs to be <clears throat> done about it. And all these liberal policies aren't doing things, you know. Let these cops start shooting these people, you know. You fight fire with fire. I'm sorry to get all punisher about it, but it's that serious, you know. It's that serious. It makes me wish that there was a punisher out there, <clears throat> which is wrong. Punisher is morally reprehensible. But if the police aren't going to do it, somebody has to before the gangs take control of your entire city. And the truth is, they really do have control of it already. This is an American city. I don't care how liberal it is or, you know, what the demographics are of the city. It's an American city with American citizens, and you need to protect their lives. See, I'm a little hot, (laughs) a little mad about it. Okay, let's go on to the next story. Uh, Schumer refers to developmentally disabled children as retarded. A lot of people (laughs) talking about this. Uh, So uh, Senate Majority Leader, Majority Leader, Chuck Schumer. So I guess, uh, yeah, I guess the Democrats do have the majority in the Senate. Chuck Schumer, the Democrat from New York, apologized on Monday after he used the word retarded in reference to developmentally disabled children during a podcast interview. Schumer used the outdated term using a, uh, during a segment of Sunday's episode of one NYCHA, forgive me, one NYCHA podcast regarding congressional efforts to combat, combat homelessness. When a co-host mentioned that some initiatives for sheltering homeless people have, been, have faced resistance in New York City, Schumer brought up the Biden administration's proposed American Rescue Plan, as well as his own past experiences as a politician encountering opposition to housing protocols. Proposals, excuse me. Uh, quote, when I, first, <clears throat> when, I, when I first was an assemblyman, I wanted to build a, uh, build a congregate... <coughs> excuse me. I wanted to build a congregate living place for retarded children, Schumer said. The whole neighborhood was against it. These are homeless kids. They just needed some help. We got it done. It took a while. So, I mean, he said it without missing a beat. And I don't care. <laughs> but I'll get into it later. All right, the word Schumer used is widely considered to be outdated, with some sources referring to its usage as a slur. In 2010, former Barack Obama approved Rosa's Law, which replaced the term mental retardation with intellectual disability in federal law and policy. Uh, Politico was the first to report Schumer's apology. A representative for Schumer said the senator apologized for his word choice, acknowledging it was inappropriate and outdated. For decades, Senator Schumer has been an ardent champion for enlightening 
enlightened policy and full funding for services for people with intellectual and developmental disabilities, a spokesperson said in a statement. Uh, he is sincerely sorry for his use of this outdated and hurtful language, the statement added. All right, look. Like I said, I'm a free speech absolutist. Uh, I think he has every right to say retarded. I mean, that word is in the headline. That word is uh, in the article. You know, it's not like it, it's not that offensive. And in many ways, it's uh, it's kind of like an overview, like broad term of people who need assistance in many ways. All right, and so uh, it's it. I don't care if he. It's like that episode of Always Sunny in Philadelphia where the piano's about to fall on Mac and he shouts, hey, watch out. <laughs> saved his life. But he used the word. It's like, you, what's more important is the life is saved. So I don't care if this guy used an outdated term. He's older than me. He's older than me. You luck, you're probably lucky he said that word. There's plenty of other ones he could probably could have used from the past. All right? Not that I care. Mind you, not that I care. Uh, the only thing I care about is that, you know, if a Republican said this word, it would be, the left would be fired up and the news agencies that are in the left's pocket would be like, you know, pestering like crazy. You know, uh, uh, what's the word? Uh, slandering him in the news, like vilifying him in the news. At editorials, there'd be editorials out of the wazoo from all the liberal press and the liberal, liberal social media and stuff like that. Oh, how, how horrible and insensitive and stuff like that. But because Chuck Schumer is a Democrat, they kind of let it slide. You know, they treat him as anyone should be treated and went, whoops, didn't mean to hurt anybody about it. Probably going to use their word again at some point. So, you know, that's just how it is. <laughs> all right. The, the fact of the matter that he's a Democrat is that he, that's why he gets treated like a normal person who uses this word. All right? But if you're a Republican, it would be a whole different story. Whole different story. So, all right, I got, uh, yeah, two more stories. You know how I like to do before the end of the show. I like to I'd like to get at least one or two stories right at the end that are, you know, happier or funnier and just so we can, you know, I don't know, cleanse the palate of all the the right wing <laughs> the right wing rantings of the madman. Yeah. <laughs> so let's go to this uh, second to last story. Tokyo Olympic organizers. Condoms are not for use in the athletes' village. What? <laughs> So Tokyo Olympic organizers sent a message to athletes looking to do more than just participate in the sporting events later this summer. Quote, uh, to take your condoms back home with you. Oh, my God. Officials are planning to hand out some 150,000 condoms at the games, but for awareness purposes only. According to Reuters, on Monday, athletes have been warned against mingling with each other in hopes of curbing the spread of the coronavirus. <laughs> <clears throat> condoms help prevent the spread of the coronavirus. Okay. Uh, the distribution of condoms is not for use at the athletes. This is a quote is not for use at the athletes village, but to have athletes take them back to their home to home countries to raise awareness of HIV and AIDS issues. A Tokyo 2020 official told Reuters. 
Organizers have also asked athletes to eat alone while the few spectators um, are allowed to show up (laughs) to the games have been told to clap for their squads instead of cheering or singing. Around 11,000 athletes and nearly 80,000 journalists from around the globe are expected to come to Japan for the games, which was postponed to 2021 because of the coronavirus pandemic. Athletes and journalists have been sub- have, will be subjected to GPS monitoring during the first two weeks in Japan, according to Reuters. Jeez Louise. The Olympics are planned to have, be a full steam ahead of event as, part of the con- as parts of the country are in a state of emergency because of the coronavirus outbreak. Japan is reportedly set to end some of the strict guidelines on Jan- uh, June 20th. Japan has reported more than seven, 778,000 coronavirus cases and more than 14,100 deaths since the pan- pandemic began last March. So there's, they could just not hand out the condoms, mail them to where you want people to use them, I guess. I mean, I understand, you know, that it's, it's an island, you know, <laughs> Japan's a real small island, and you, know, you, you got to be careful with islands and disease because they can wipe out an entire population. So it, the, the whole point is that it's, um, why give out the condoms at all? I mean, it's, it's the Olympics, you know? I don't know, I don't know if you know this, but uh, the Olympics are, is where, like, all the fittest people on earth get together and breed superhumans, all right? That's the point. You know, and handing out condoms during uh, at the Olympics is nothing new. It's nothing new. I think they've been doing it since the 80s, like the middle of the 80s, probably even before. All right, because people are banging at the Olympics. All right. Like, I don't know how many women, like when Michael Phelps was like in the news all the time, I don't know how many women hurt telling me, telling me they would love to bang that guy. And you know what it is? It's, it's, it's the pinnacle of, human, of the human body. I get it. I get it. I've seen, there's some gymnasts out there I would love to breed with. All right? I mean, it makes sense to me. But why hand out the condoms at all if you're not going to let people use them? You know, because apparently, you know, I don't know, condoms will prevent the spread, condoms will prevent the spread of the coronavirus or something. I don't know. <laughs> it's silly. It's a silly world we live in. Well, I mean, you know, what are you guys, clowns? Anyway, rescue in Russia. This is an amazing story. Rescue in Russia. Three men save children from a burning building. Video of a dramatic rescue at a Russian apartment building has gone viral. The social media footage posted to YouTube on Sunday showed the moment several children were rescued from the third floor of the Kostroma building as black smoke billowed from the window. Three men had climbed a pipe near the apartment and passed the kids down to those watching below. That covers it. That's one sentence and it covers it. But it just, it doesn't really capture what really happened. All right. The video was shot by residents almost directly across from the apartment and the woman could be heard exclaiming in disbelief. In a description alongside the video, the account wrote that the incident occurred on June 6th. Quote, an apartment across from us caught, on fire, caught fire, trapping two children inside. Some local residents claimed that the, dra- that the drain pipe climbed the drain pipe to the third-story window and formed a human chain to pass the children down to the ground with, while one hand was holding onto the drain pipe with the other. Firefighters soon arrived after that to extinguish the fire. The local residents have been nominated for their bravery for their heroic efforts, it said. 
Kostroma is a city in western Russia located more, uh, more than 200 miles north of Moscow. The building houses a firefighting museum that draws visitors from around the world. The building? Huh, interesting. And um, you should go look for this video. You should go watch it because it is amazing. I mean, uh, I will say one thing about Russian drain pipes. They look way more sturdy than Amer uh, American drain pipes because, the, uh, seriously, it's like with, as the video starts, there's already one dude who had like, climbed the drain pipe up to the third floor. And he's pulling a kid out as another guy is climbing up to like the second floor of the drain pipe. And he grabs one of the kids and hands it down to the guy below him. And then there's a third guy on the first floor, kind of like a, with a foot on the window ledge or whatever, I think. And, he, uh, <laughs> and he's like bringing them down to the ground. It's amazing. It's freaking amazing. You know, and it doesn't matter what country you live in. You know, you could think whatever you want about the Russians. You could think whatever you want about Americans. All right. But there's a there's a moment. There's a moment in people's lives sometimes where you can become a superhero. And no, these few people aren't superheroes. They are not. But what they did together was a super superhero effort. All right. That's what the metaphor of superheroes is all about. Okay. It's not that, you know, one day you're, you could be bitten by a radioactive spider and then you could do, handle this problem all by yourself, no problem. The fact is, is that human cooperation and the will that we, uh, uh, that we can exhibit as human beings could save people from a burning building like this. Something Spider-Man could do like that. They climbed the pipe like Spider-Man. Thank God this wasn't in America. That pipe would have broke right off, I guarantee it. All right. <laughs> He's like, they're aluminum, you know, and they're like, like stapled onto the side of the buildings and it's awful. But the point is, is that, you know, it's when, when humans cooperate for a single, like a purpose, that's where you get things built like pyramids. You know what I mean? And people still looking at like measuring pyramids to this day, pyramids all over the world to this day, wondering how the hell they could have done it with such precision. And that's the superhuman feats that humans can pull off. You don't have the superhero necessarily inside of you by yourself. But if you work together with other like-minded peoples for a like-minded goal, you can do superhuman things. So this is going to be the end of the show. I want to remind you again to go over to patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio. Become a patron. I would appreciate it. Buy me some beers. I'd appreciate it. Also, you can send me money on Cash App. Use the hashtag ShockMonkeyRadio that you see here on the screen above the monkey's head. Uh, if, you're, if you're listening and you're not watching, I also have a YouTube channel, uh, ShockMonkeyRadio on YouTube. Search, like, share, and subscribe. You know, I make a bunch of clips of the videos I make and stuff like that. And I'm probably going to be doing stuff on the weekends, too. Maybe Bible study. If you have some opinions about, you know, what you want me to do. You can always email me at madman at fxbgpr.com. And you can email me at any time for any reason at madman at fxbgpr.com if you like. You know, and maybe I'll feature you in the mailbag. I won't use your name if you don't want me to. I can understand that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, this has been Shock Monkey Radio. I'm your host, the Madman, and I love you.